Another episode of True Chat, Today's Temperature. And this is episode 16, the last portion of the Piney Woods Country Life School discussion. How's that temperature? How does it feel outside? I want you all to think about that before and after you listen to this conversation and then step outside. (laughs) So last week we spoke, uh, so far I've covered the first three commitments with the first one being 100, taking 100% responsibility. Um, And I'm going to read off The fourth and fifth commitment number four. I commit to saying what is true for me. I commit to being a person to whom others can express themselves with candor. It's opposite. I commit to withholding my truth, facts, feelings, things I imagine, and speak in a way that allows me to try to manipulate an outcome. I commit to not listening to the other person. Again, I always remind us to come back to knowing thyself so that you are able to see these things and acknowledge them. Once you are able to acknowledge them, then you're able to create a new reality. Excuse me, begin to create a new reality. Commitment number five. I commit to ending gossip, talking directly to people with whom I have an issue or concern and encouraging others to talk directly to the people with whom they have an issue or concern. It's direct opposite. I commit to saying things about people that I have not or will not say to them. I commit to talking about people in in ways I wouldn't if they were here. I commit to listening to others when they gossip. Where we at, y'all? Can you see yourself? Can you see how you create realities and how other people protect themselves from the realities that we've created and the realities that they have created? We protect ourselves and it goes on and on and on. Become conscious, curious, and own up. Who will we be in shaping this institution? Will we call it an institution? Because it's up to us, Piney Woods alumni, To create the school we want to see. Be a part of the conversation. Let's go. Get up. Get up. Get up. And that's what she told me. Hold on. There was a meeting where they they had to literally go back and and put out stuff. That's why I asked when it happened. When when interim, when when Will was the interim, when when Unger was the interim president, they had to tell people, know that, no, we're going back to the way we did things for 100 years. This ain't finna become some exclusive um, boarding school for privileged black kids. That's when they started having TVs in their rooms, cell phones. They was able to walk and hold hands. They was able to, uh, I started seeing more, um, you know, uh, same-sex partners. That's the first time I've seen it on Piney Woods. I wanted to find out what what kind of difference, what how, how are they changing or doing things differently as it relates to that? 
sexuality. Well, I think I think because uh, same sex because the the, the the president the president you have there now, you know, he one of us. He he went he went to school there, so I think he understands it from a, from a different angle than 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 any, any other past presidents. And he's also a person that's closer to our age, where he understands we we did, we're in a different world now. You can't right. you can't. What I you can't them. govern kids the way they governed us back then, man. She, they try to govern them. They try to govern kids now the way they governed us. It, it ain't. It ain't gonna work. It, it, it wouldn't work. They'll have a damn coup. They'll have a riot. Exactly. So one of the things, one of the things he, he's doing that that was, I thought I was interesting. Um, he says any rule that's on the book that comes up if a student ha- has an objection to it, and they can present a solid argument why this rule is outdated or this rule should be changed, they change it. Get down, Will. That's the Will I remember. Do y'all some remember kid, some, some kid, yeah, you know, you know Will, right? Yeah, we all know Will. Yeah. Some kid was yeah, one from the Pony Woods. He wrote a letter, said, I love this school. I want to come here, but I don't want to cut my hair. Is there any way I can come? Your rule says you can't wear dreads. And he took it to the student body and said, listen, here's the situation. Do you, what, is this rule under, so I think their whole pedagogy, their whole model for learning is just, it's different. And we were there when we were, when they, we had a college prep per, per, curriculum and we know that's dated. Now they're training kids for leadership, which is what most schools are doing anyway. To say I had a conversation with Will, which is the, uh, the president. Unfortunately, he couldn't be on the call. But he's doing wondrous things. Um, that change that you just mentioned, if it's real and it's and it's held the way it was described, that will change quite a bit because it gives the students a voice that I know we didn't have. When we did have a voice, it was only a certain few. So Can I pose a question to each of you? Before you do that, I want to comment and bring it back to the whole what's in the juice. For me, what I know to be true is situations like the one we had was purposely created for exactly what what it developed. And so where we are now, it's our turn to do something. It is now in the playing fields for us to turn and do something different. And what I mean is take ownership, take accountability. Just real quick, do you, do you guys think Piney Woods is necessary today? You think it's a place that needs to exist? That's a great question. You stole mine. Okay. <laughs> I got to say that because it's, 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 but anyway, but yes, sir. I do too. I, I mean, obviously I think, you know, I think it, it is. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, I, I mean, you know, me, you know, I, I got another understanding of, of education of, I mean, it depends on what you're trying to do out here. You know what I'm saying? If you was to run into Umi, if you were the head of this school, a school at Pinewoods, if you was head of Pinewoods, and you ran into Umi, a kid like yourself, you ran into you, how would you govern that different? How would the situations that you encountered there, how would you, how would they be different? What would you do from the experience, your edu- your knowledge now, your your lived life? How would you reach that kid? I mean, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, when when I look at my experience, it's so different, man. You know, I think you got to understand, man, like my name is Umi. You know, I'm like, I'm the epitome of what a Southern motherfucker just 
just don't understand, you know, like from mispronouncing my name to making you belittled from the beginning. So like I had a real live experience in life, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, I and when I got kicked out of Piney was I went to school that was full of white motherfuckers. That was even worse for me, you know what I'm saying? So I've had a real delicate life as it relates to education, educational environments. That's why I got all A's all the time. Not because it, it was it, it really wasn't like to prove nothing to nobody. It just was so you could you could shut the fuck up about anything as it relates to anything with me. I just felt like so belittled through the whole coming of age experience um, in America, and you know it was real. It was real delicate for me, man. So, um, so my experience at Piney Woods. But like I said before, what what I really is more blessed of, I, I I wasn't getting fucked with by police. I was like, I was in a safe environment where I didn't have to worry about getting shot. You know, those are the things that I, I'm more grateful now when I look back at that experience. Um, and all of the like disciplinary bullshit and all that petty shit I went through, I look at that more like that was the price I had to pay to be safe. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was like, um, I was in a time capsule almost. I was allowed an opportunity to go to a time capsule, and it was because it was it wasn't about education really. Like if you look at it, like I, I'm like like to, like Tamisha said, like I wasn't really like prepared for college academically from what my experience at Piney was. I could sit through a, a, a hour and a half. It wasn't two hours either. They was off. It was like an hour and a half classes if you're doing a lab or something, whatever. But um, I could sit through the class, but like I wasn't prepared for the syllabus. I wasn't prepared for the the rigorous writing. I wasn't prepared for the readings. Um, and and so critically from that angle, if you talk about being being able to denote scholarship and being efficient, moving into like we talking about school, you know, it was just it was a lot of things that. Pining was fronted to be like, and they just was lacking. You know what I'm saying? And so when like I, what? Like give me exactly like what 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 would it what would you have? Like, like say if you, if you, like how you just said like you know they number one thing is like you know ninety that that percent of the students is going to college, but then the next question is how many students finish college? You know what I'm saying? Like out of those percentages of kids that go to college, how many actually finish? You know what I'm saying? And like. Those are the, the the bottom line questions, and so like when you start talking about success rates, it's all it can be. These numbers can be manipulated, and so I feel like Piney was, you know, a lot of shit was conveniently said about how they was helping young black kids, and like ideally, it was a big help. Like I keep going back to, I would never shit on on the school because, like I said. It saved me from a lot of shit. And on top of that, it allowed me the opportunity. I wouldn't have been able to go to school um, at such a prestigious school because of the timing that when I went to Piney was, I got, I was there at that right time. Um, and a lot of that came. You mean, you mean Wesleyan? You wouldn't have been able yeah, to go to Wesleyan? I wouldn't have been able to go to Wesleyan if I didn't go to the woods. So I'm just saying that it was the timing though because of that. It was the woods had just started facilitating this idea of shipping kids to Ivy Leagues and putting us in a position. I got a full scholarship to Wesleyan. And so, you know, these things I owe to directly to the school. You know what I'm saying? So 
you know, in the same accord. That's why, you know, I, those are the first things I normally mention about Piney Woods. When we're talking amongst family and we're talking about um, what what really went on, you know, what really right. went on in my high school, that's another whole thing, you know. And we talk about the politics of the administration. That's another whole thing, you know what I'm but saying? That's why we here. And that's that's the whole reason of, like, I feel like, with people like this discussion, now we're really starting to get into it. Even with all the shit we shared earlier, now we're mm. really starting to get into the discussion and it's time, you know what I'm saying? Just to give you all heads up, Tamisha left the call and she wanted me to tell you all it was good seeing you all. Thank you. Love y'all. Uh, big ups. Whoop, 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 whoop. Um, the next thing I want to move into is to say that uh, Umi you spoke of uh, leadership and the dorm associates and teachers who were trying to move into positions, but had positions, like I said, of leadership as it relates to the young men and the boys that were going to school there. One, the role that you felt that they had, do you feel like they had a role? What role is that? And how do you see that role being differently, playing it differently if you were in that role today? You know what a lot of them motherfuckers remind me of on some real shit? Like, this is hilarious, yo. Um, this is an analogy that that Smooth probably can really relate to. I know you probably can too, though, Joy, but you got these barbers out here, right? Every barber that you meet, they want to be something else in life. You know, that's why I'm, the dude that cuts my hair, he's the greatest barber in Brooklyn. Like, he wants to be a barber. Like, he don't want to be a rapper. He don't. He ain't working that shit to... You know, go out there. He got construction minded idea. He now nah, he wants to be a barber, and he's he cuts all kind of hair. He cuts white people hair. He does women's hair. He can he motherfucker does everything as it associates with hair and heads. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a barber, and he, he really does. That's yeah. what he does. He owns his own barbershop. But um, that's what a lot of the cats at Piney Woods reminded me of. Like they were like barbers that didn't want to be barbers. You know what I'm saying? So like. You got like these dorm parents that really got these pipe dreams to be like a dean. And like, you know, you got the same thing, but you know, you got all of these like, um, and then they underqualified as well uh, to play these positions because they ain't really, you know, did shit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and what happens is uh, Piney Woods was one of them things, like, because it was not a whole lot of people coming around applying, they got to get what they can get. And then it's a um, after some years, it becomes a loyalty thing. And then now you started as a fucking dorm parent. Now you the damn dean of students and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what Watkins ended up being. Right. Yeah. So do you feel like? Do you feel like Watkins had? A, do you feel like? <laughs> and let me say this: Watkins was my man. Let me just say this: Watkins was my man. Like you know what I'm saying? Because I was a bad motherfucker. But I'm just saying, like Watkins wasn't equipped. He wasn't the best minded person to be around little kids. Like he just was, he was a real nigga that was just like a street nigga to but me. Do you, do you feel like he had a responsibility to you all anyway? Do you yeah, feel like he, he in that role? He did have, that motherfucker was our, our daddy. That's the problem with this shit. You <laughs> dig? Hey, but see, listen, as y'all, as we laughing at this shit, I'm really bringing out real points, but it's cool because the way you saying it is so clear for people to hear and understand that shit. 
That's what I'm saying. That's why. That's why I'm taking this shit so personal. Because oh, come here, fella. Come here, fella. In real, in real life, he was supposed to be our father. So, how do you see that role being played differently? How do you see it being played now? How do you? First of all, first of all, it was first of all, it was no real respect there, as it relates, and that's the problem with the era that we grew up in. Like, and and that's why I was such a bad kid. Because let me say this. Let me say this. As you give that, I want you to give the flip to that. So, so I don't have. I won't keep asking you. No, I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. And so, like, I'm I'm really big on respect. And I feel like as as I move in life, the first thing that I harness is the idea of respect, right? And I and I know to to really receive it, I gotta give it. So my movements be harnessed around that. And I feel like it was no real respect as it relates to like, oh, you just a little nigga and you don't really know shit anyway. Shut the fuck up. That's really how they used to treat us, like. And especially like, you know, uh, dorm parents, you know what I'm saying? They was really like, they was really uh, wet behind the ears. Um, And so like, you know, I feel like that's the first thing, the the approach, right? And then there was no real accountability to how adults were actually in leadership roles. And that's the other thing, like you got to have levels of accountability in anything you do. If you ain't got no accountability, this shit is a fucking shit show, you know what I'm saying? And and that's why the dorm really was a shit show. Like the realest shit that went on in Merrimack went on from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. That's when the shit got turned up. That's when cats was sleep, like that was lames. But dorms, we was up in there putting on shirts around our head, throwing motherfuckers out of beds, doing all kind of wild shit. Like the Merrimack turned into another world at 1 a.m. And because the dorm parents had no real accountability, we lock. We locked the dorm parent in the office one time and just wowed the whole dorm out. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like it just was some wild shit going on at all times in that motherfucker. And that's but like, look, but that ain't. But what's crazy? That ain't unique to Plantywood. It Yo, was. Oh, I'm still looking for the other side, y'all. I'm looking for what would you do different now? That's you, now saying, you, well, that's the first thing I think. Your approach has to involve respect and accountability first and foremost. Your approach has to involve that. And then, and then there's like this other idea of, uh, again, Piney Woods in general, we're talking about a school that worships this idea, this scholarship and this academic shit. And, and that wasn't there. So it's like your approach, uh, if you're going to have these two hour classes, you're going to have this study hall shit, you're going to have this real idea of school, make sure the motherfucking teachers got thorough curriculums, make sure they got syllabus that make you really echo what's going to happen when you go to these rigorous ass colleges. When you go to them motherfucking dope high schools, the kid, the teachers is giving the kids syllabuses at the top of the fucking semester. They telling you what the fuck going on for the whole semester. You see it right then and there. We're not preparing our kids in a, an appropriate manner, but yet we still talking about, yeah, 96% of the kids go to college. But motherfucker. Remember, re- remember too, that that college prep curriculum uh, was new. It was new. Like it, I think the first the first application was on the class class right before us because remember we still had industrial arts, the dry cleaners. Yeah. There was there was a, a it was a dual curriculum there. Yeah. And then yeah. they phased that industrial arts out and went went to the uh, went to the went to the college prep. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm saying. By the time they got to where they at now, yeah, they got they got all that. You know, but again, here they are, they hamstrung again because now you wait until August to hire teachers. 
But you can't do nothing because you ain't got no money. Right, right, right. Well, I'm saying, well, even that in that sense, you're right. And I'm glad. Well, welcome to the fucking 21st century. And I'm glad <laughs> they have caught up because even that for 1995, when I graduated, is is still is inexcusable as it relates to all of that shit they was promoting to prepare kids for. And then not to mention that the schools that the kids had already previously been going to at that point, my sister graduated two years before me. Well, shit, once she got the, this full scholarship to Princeton, you start firing teachers and make sure that you really got another kid that can come behind that and that ain't no fluke. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? We can really take responsibility for the development of Inyaka and Lamptey. Like, I wonder if Piney Woods actually feels like they're responsible for who she is as a student. She's, they're not. My sister was making all A's in any school she ever fucking went to. That's just what she does. You know what I'm saying? Piney Woods had very little. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's my good. point. Like, that's why that goes back to that question. Is it really Piney Woods? You know what I'm saying? I think it got more. Than know, I just think as as I as I vent on it, you know, I think to to approach a practical sense, I do have to, you know, I first have to always acknowledge the the greatness I am for the experience of it. But if I were to do it differently, you know, I would definitely change my approach. I'd be more accountable for how I look at the kids. I would definitely have more academic uh, guidelines as it relates to preparing kids for what I consider to be um, true, true college prep shit. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit was not what I went through was nowhere near college prep. And then the last thing is I wouldn't really be focused so much on discipline as much as I would be on academics if it's a school. Like, you know, when I when I went to college, what made me thrive was the fact that they wasn't up my ass about nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like I was if I failed, it was on me. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't nobody fucking with me about smoking no weed or doing this. I'm not saying that's the idea in, in high school, but at the end of the day, you definitely don't need a microscope up and up a person's ass. Um, um, I think when you got when you got kids uh, underage, it's I think the liabilities are so high. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying discipline doesn't fall in line because listen, every kid needs to get his ass whooped every once in a while. But all I'm saying is, as it relates to overkill, and you know what I'm saying, Piney was was a little overkill. Five and five disciplines, Mister Gentry. You wasn't there for that. You know what I'm saying? You missed all that. Like this nigga was crazy. Mr. Slaughter. Hmm. Well, Slaughter. Oh, no, Gentry. Oh, Gentry. This dude was worse than Sergeant Slaughter. This Mr. Gentry dude, you know, this dude wasn't equipped. Nobody worse than Slaughter? Oh, I wasn't <laughs> there for none of this. Mr. Gentry got caught selling grades at a school in, in, in Jackson. He got kicked out of the public school circuit because he sold grades to a kid. Piney Woods hired him and gave him Mr. Slaughter's position. He was the dean of students, and the dude that beat you and assigned you to the the, <laughs> he the said details and all that. And so he used to give you five and fives. He would give you five Saturday works and five cafeteria duties five for, like, five. for like talking in 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 the in a lunchroom. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a fucking dick. You know what I'm saying? And like, like, must have came like maybe our last year. When did he come? Like your last year, yeah. like you came to remember Tice, Tice, Tice Dove. yeah, Tice Dove. All right, so Tice and him one one year he was such a dick. They took his food and they um put hot sauce in in his food, like mad hot sauce in his hamburger or some shit. 
and put the shit on top of the shit. And we just, I remember Gentry. And we I'm looking it. at his face now. So you watched him eat it. What'd he do? What happened? <laughs> One bite and he knew we had fucked his food. Everybody would die laughing. You know, he was a fuck face, you know what I'm saying? But he but he really was a uh, um he was a real problem at the school. Like he was a real he was a poorly picked uh leader and he was responsible for a lot of the just bullshit that was going on at that school for so long. You know what I mean? One of the things I, I definitely would like to see, uh, is, like I would like to know more about, to see them doing differently as it relates to spiritual practices, different religions. Like uh, I thought it was real strange for them to like, as, as many Africans as we had at that school, for them to like shun Muslim or Islam the way they did, or any other re- religion that wasn't Christianity for that matter. But um, that shit is uh, like people's. That's that's cultural. People come with their cultures, and I had a real problem with that, yo. I had that's a, that that know. right there. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to know what they're doing different about that because that right I there. Now I, 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 I could be wrong. I thought our uh, church was led by a, a Christian preacher, but I thought it was it was supposed to be non-denominational. Listen, so what she just didn't have that sound though. I want you to be real about what you just said and knowing in our country what that shit means. No, no, no. I, I, no what, 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 what it was I'm non-denominational, saying, but it was straight Christian. Okay. So that is I mean. it's not Baptist, it's not whatever the fuck all that means, but it's yes. not. You know what I'm saying? That's what that yeah. means. But, but let me say this about that. Um, my problem with that, and I hope my class... Because you know me, I was a shit maker. I just start shit. So like, I hope my class remembers one of the most profound moments I had at Piney Woods. I got into a real argument with Dr. Beatty because he, they disallowed anybody to say for the senior class, for the senior speeches, to give praise to Allah or to Buddha. He said, you can't say anything besides Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I just told everybody, yo, fuck that. We should all say all of them shits. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, who is you to tell a motherfucker they can't give, you know what I mean? Like, the fuck out of here. I praise Allah, and I've got to say this thing, see your speech. That's the least I could do. Yo, Allah, get me through this shit as I say this shit, and I don't fuck this speech up, you know what I mean? Or whatever, whatever it is my religious shit is. But I'm just saying, how how are you going to deny a person that right, you know what I mean? Like I went ham on Dr. Beatty, but you know, like that's just the shit that they were on. It was real close-minded, um, you know, in that regard. That's another thing I was gonna I, I was gonna say that one thing we have to always remember about when we in discussion the pioneer was it is in the south. Yeah. Run deep. by Southern Deep South. Uh, yeah, the deep south, run by run by Southerners who primarily spent their whole lives going to school in the South, living in the South. Um, they were raised in the South. I mean, most of the dorm parents, most of the teachers, all, like Miss Kirkland went to Alcorn from Mississippi, raised in Mississippi. Uh, the only cat that was an international cat, and he was a different cat, was Unger. Leewanika? Unger? Well, Leewanika, yeah, he came from uh, came from Africa. And there was some dope cats, though. Unger was a cool cat, and Leewanika was a cool cat. Um, you know, and then I'll tell you this: Coach C was a cool cat. Um, Coach Neil, he had he had he had great. Coach Neil had great leadership qualities. Um, 
Um, and so, you know, you, you get the bad with the good, you know what I mean? In that regard. And, and I, and I just think that my, and, and, and again, my truest flaws when I talk about Piney was from that leadership perspective is from a dorm parent perspective. I think that was, they didn't take that, um, role as serious as they should, um, in that regard. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of the, a lot of the academics. How do you feel that 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 position though? When you like you say you paying shit ten twelve bucks an hour and ain't no real it's ain't like, no room for advancement. It's like getting the um. It's like getting the the CEO job. It's the CEO job without having to pass the piss test. So you yeah. feel me? So is a is a fuck. That's up what all the work is. <laughs> it's a fucked up job to have. You're right, and I mean, and I get it. But that's still no excuse, you dig? It's yeah. still no excuse that you in the deep south. It's still no excuse when you raising black babies. It's no excuse, you know what I'm saying? So I say that all like that. But when I talk about Piney Woods, I always make sure I talk about it in a balanced fashion, you dig? Because I, I do I do appreciate my experience there, you know? I, I, I And I was able to come out so much more golden but again, I've seen the other side of it. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things that, you know, we could talk about in in, in hindsight. You know what I mean? What we, yeah. what we would have done better. Um, but we also got to be accountable for that time period, period. You know, that was a real vicious time for black period. Um, that was, you know, coming fresh off the, off the Reagan era. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because um, shit, Reagan, Reagan was in office, what, till 91? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the fuck he was, you know what I mean. So it's that eighty nine. He was whatever that was. Yeah, 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 but, right. yeah, right. Yeah, right. We talk about that time period was a real tough time for black people. In it was not, I think it was ninety five. Ninety five. Nah, 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 nah. Bush was done in ninety three, I think, because he was only all, George Bush the first was only got four years. Okay. But um, but that was an eight year Reagan. Four year it was a twelve year moment that. Was really detrimental. Assault on black men, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Reason why I mentioned the South is because, I mean, when you think about it, man, we you 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 coming from we we were from all over the place, meaning that we had parents and we had household ideologies, religion, for example, that 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 was from everywhere, and I don't think that they was accustomed until they start really taking kids from all over the country. I don't think they was accustomed to getting kids from. It's still no excuse though, man. It's no, 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 no. It's, 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 it's no excuse. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm examining the, the philosophy, the whole in the philosophy of their education pedagogy of their whole art. For example, right. Will, for example, what he's doing down there now, they would think that he's doing some out of space shit. I mean, if he was on, if he was administrator now, if he was administrator in in, in two thousand and before, simply because you giving you giving voice to the students, <laughs> you giving voice idea. to the students. I mean, I mean, but but he's also training them for leadership. Mm-hmm. Remember the the yeah. philosophy in most households for black kids: go to school, get you a good job, and work forty years and retire. Yeah, you try to tell a kid that shit now, they'll look at you like you're crazy. That's what they were teaching us. That's what they were indoctrinating in, in our in our whole 
Exactly. It's, you know what I'm saying? And like, and that's the problem to me. And, and you know, and, and again, I have a problem with the educational whole system. You know, I feel like it, it, it mirrors the industrial complex. And when you talk about education, you're talking about prison and you're talking about a society that either is going to is going to grow you up to become a laborer or a prisoner. And so in that world, I look at Piney Woods and I say it's not much different as it as it really laid it out for us. It was it was a similar situation, but we were able to kind of come together and because of our understanding of who we each individual person was, we formed something that was like a bond for life. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that was the deepest thing I think that came for me out of Piney Woods. It was these friendships. It was like you said, um, meeting people like for me, it was like Charmaine and and um, and all these smart motherfuckers that was around. The Ethiopian cats was mad smart. And that was just so much culture in that. And that was so inspiring for me. You know what I mean? So I took all that all that whack shit and just ate it. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I developed um, into a man based on all that shit I saw. And right. so I'm very, very grateful for all of it, even though. You know, when I look back and I cut it up, I see the flaws very, very, you know, I see them, I see them acutely, you know what I'm saying? So here's, here's with all of what you said on me, you just pretty much validated what I know to be true. When I said that uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a fail, everything that you talk about was meant to be, it was a plan. And so I think about like, when Piney Woods had a lot of money coming in, where did that money come from? What, where was Piney Woods' hugest funding coming from? And is it there now? If it's not, why isn't it? And so I think about what, what I know and remember, it came from a lot of uh, rich white men. That's exactly right. And how did that happen? Lawrence, the whole story, the way the school used to fund itself initially was all through the shit that Lawrence created. If you if you re- really really read the history of Pinewood, because that's the other thing I do. Like you know, I'm getting my PhD right now, so I hate to say it. I, I do 500 pages a week now. So in the midst of moving through, I've read the history of Pinewood a few times. Um, I'm actually writing a I'm writing a, a TV show about Pinewood right now, um, and the first season is almost complete. We actually shopping it that we're in that stage. But um, I just want to say this, Piney Woods, unfortunately, to even become how it became, relied heavily on white people. Uh, It was white people that donated the first plot of land. It was white people that actually put Lawrence Clifton Jones in a position to actually build upon that land. And in that regard, the um, interaction with white people, Lawrence C. Jones was a Booker T. Washington motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like, and no disrespect, you know what I'm saying? But me, I'm more of a Malcolm X. And then if you're going to talk about in those eras, I'm more of a uh, Frederick Douglass than I am a Booker T. Washington, you know what I mean? And so with that, with that understanding, I don't disrespect none of that because that's, we lean on the forefathers' shoulders and I'm appreciative of all of those people, right? But it is what it is. But so when you talk about the involvement of white people with Piney Woods, it was always there. Um, when we were there, 
Piney was it wasn't a fifty million dollar endowment. Piney was was like a twenty seven million dollar endowment or something like that. Um, I think the peak was like thirty one million, thirty six million or something. But that was from the involvement of the um, the board of the chairman of the board at that time, who was um, a Princeton grad, uh, a Princeton um, Jack grad, Lewis Lewis who took a liking to my sister, who actually is responsible, one of the key reasons why she got the full scholarship to Princeton. But my point is- Lewis, Stop right there. Stop real still, real quick right there. I, I got to put a, just, just say this. I was the first person that was supposed to do that. And to my flawed leadership, Dr. Beatty never told me that I was supposed to go to Ithaca to go to the fifth year, and Lewis was going to get me into Prince, Princeton. He asked me, where are you going to college? I said, Stillman. He said, how are you going to pay for it? I said, I got a scholarship, basketball scholarship. They don't give basketball scholarships in Division Three. They lied and said, we gonna, you ain't got to pay for nothing but books. And when I got there, I had to pay for everything but books. Yeah. I was supposed to be the pilot kid for that program. And, 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 and anyway, go ahead, keep going. Your, your experience would have thrived. You needed Northfield, Mount Hermon, that fifth-year situation, you would have popped off. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but that's my point. Piney was and so uh and so this idea of leaning my point of it was the idea of leaning on quote unquote the oppressor for an idea of a road to freedom. Piney was has 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 always done that, man. And and so when you look at the politics and, and look at the the lack of delicacy as it relates to hiring the key men that's around you at night, <laughs> the niggas that's the niggas that wake you up at six in the morning. Yo, when I was young, they had a nigga that used to throw you out the bed if you if you overslept. Like that shit is planned. So you get what I'm saying. The point, like, cause what I don't want to do is lose focus on it being something that was planned. Like we talk about this shit now, like. Yo, when you said it was planned, you mean like the school was planned? Like the things that we experienced. Um, I think about this movie, like you you can put, you got an idea that you want to happen. Say you want some scholars to come out of here, but you also want some other shit. Now, if you don't necessarily know the people who actually put this goddamn gang together and what their motives are, are then you're really moving on it based on your survival and how you live it. You're present. So the people around you move in such a way that they are, they move in the chess pieces. So what I'm saying is it was created for us to come out the way we did. Some of us came out and they chucked like the, the ones that made it through. Think about how, how things change, how we were uh, accepted into the institution. There's no accident on how the uh, results of how we came out, the results of the type of people that work there the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's why, like, once you come back and you listen to this shit, you start to see and plug in the places and think, well, damn, why wouldn't this motherfucker know that? This kind of shit don't make sense. Or why wouldn't he tell me that? And then you start to find that pattern in your life as you proceed. You know what I'm saying? No, you remember, um, you're absolutely right. And I want to say this, so, it's because I think at, at the same time, you're dealing with a functional reality that just is trying to thrive, right? And so this idea of how did 
the question is how did Lawrence C. Jones as a black man be allowed to what 5,000 acres eventually to actually produce a space to build black minds to do anything, right? That's when you first start talking about that in that particular era and in the moment when shit like that was going on, right? You study research and you start looking at Booker T. Washington and where he aligned with America and what they thought about the people that came under his whole understanding. And you talk about what James was talking about. It was only until 1989, 1990, when they started switching the curriculum to actually engage in what we consider to be scholarship that's going to prepare you for like real ass schools to get you out here and competing in colleges that you can actually say you can motherfucking move around in. Now, that ain't by accident, right? But my point is, time goes on and shit advances. And so Piney was, because we were able to, and especially our generation, we were really the beginning of that shit. We were able to like reap the benefits of pushing from where, uh, where they went, uh, Look how many look how many fucking Ivy Leagues and whatever whatever we talking about that we all was able to align with because of that experience, and so that's something to be applauded is is what I'm bringing up right and and but in the same breath because it's an institutionalized moment it's always going to be in a box because all of that shit is controlled. That shit is like the H the, the HSBCUs or whatever, the, the black colleges. HBCU, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same shit. I mean, you got all these black colleges, but who who really, really put the money down to build that foundation? You go back and look, it's all white philanthropists. It's all these rich ass land grants. It's all of these big motherfucking yeah. names that and we go. that's the people that invested in making sure that our people stayed in these particular exactly places got this certain type of education and revolved into this certain type of laborer for society. And so, yeah, when you say it was all planned in that regard, it actually was, right? But there was a few of us that was able to see something bigger, right? And escape that barrier and make something new out of it. That's why I always say, was it really Piney Woods in that regard? Like, I don't want to give motherfuckers too much props, you know what I'm saying? Because it's flawed all out. But we got to call a spade a spade too, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, if not for that, I don't know what, you know what I'm saying? So, I love it. Two, 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 two things. Any conversation that is not um, folk are trying to figure out answers, um, and this is where I think our, our conversation has been tonight. We're trying to, you know, resolve some shit. Um, but a, a lot of times, people are not really looking for the information. Like you talked, we talked about the endowment. Omi, if you look at the 89, um, the 80, 88, 87, 89, 10K of Piney Woods, they had 54 million in the bank. 54 million. That was the endowment. When when they, they lost half of it when when after 9-11 hit. They also that that was supposed to be rumored as to why when Oprah came on campus and asked Beatty to change a policy. And that policy didn't get changed. She didn't get a school, no money. But all the information that you want in terms of facts, like the Pondex is saying, she don't, this wasn't a real organization, all that. All that stuff is in the 10K. You can get all that done. Secondly, 
my question has always been, why has Pine Woods not been widely supported by the graduates of HBCUs, by the Black philanthropists, by the Black um, um, wealthy uh, uh, contingent in this country? That's something that I think needs to be really unpacked and explored when we're talking about impediments to progress. Because I think if, for I think they got more Black people on their board now than they've, than they've ever had. I think they got a, a a lot of black folks on the board, and you know, ironic, ironically, it's it's well, coincidentally, I well, ironically, uh, it, the school has had the, has has the smallest numbers, uh, and and than they've ever had as well. But they're they're still open and they're, and they're still going, and the school is in the black. They ain't, they don't own nobody no money. Why isn't this school even today in two thousand twenty one? There's still people talking about. I ain't never heard of. I ain't never heard of it. And then you still have alum, alumni, who have gone to Piney Woods, have gone on to HBCUs or other universities, will not give a dime. There's a there's something that I can't put it all on our oppressors. There's something innate, it's a germ in us that, that allows us to, for some reason, to see the only viable institution that's supporting financially is the church. The schools. HBCUs only get 11% contributions from their alumni. As you say, they're, they're surviving, the ones that are, they're surviving land grant uh, grants. And, you know, they, they've been around for so long. It's like, well, we, we're going we're gonna to let these folks. And you got the couple ones, the Howards and the Hamptons, that do get a sizable contribution from their, from their alums. But for the most part, the highest, I just wrote an article about this. I'm going to share it with you, Uma. Uh, the highest... Uh, uh, alumni are giving uh, in the country amongst HBCUs is eleven percent, and that 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 is what baffles me. Why isn't this school, uh, Pinewoods, that is educating black kids, we're trying to save solve problems, trying to save the kids from the streets of violence, and 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 and, and apart from that, we're educating kids to go on and do great things. And there's a track record. Why aren't they jumping on the bandwagon? I think you got That's really heard a lot of it come up, uh, a lot of that emotional baggage. For me, those are some unconscious beliefs that people, they keep people from doing shit. I, I'm going to tell you straight up, that kept me away. Uh, for me, I always look to have uh, my riches or a certain type of status before I ever came back to Piney Woods because of what I felt mm. like until I came in the fullness of knowing who I am, knowing a lot more, you know, um, comfortable with myself. That being said, I'm, I'm able to see others. So I see others that are not, that were not. Not only that, we're not taught the truth about tithing, what tithing really is, what that shit really means. So that is done on purpose too. So we don't know how to give. We will take, we, we used to, but we would strip from all of that shit. So we don't know how to give back to each other. And we will ride off of that uh, that whole emotional baggage piece, which is big, <laughs> okay? So that's why it's important to have these conversations, uh, whether they're in uh, large uh, circles or smaller circles, um, looking for resolution, though, okay, for progress, because I'm about that. It's not going to be the end of our children not having parents that don't want to raise them, because at the end of the fucking day, I always tell people, you can't get me without me. 
So in order for me to go there, I used to tell, like, my, my mentor used to be like, he used to tell me, yo, my, my child would, you know, I wouldn't have never, I wouldn't have sent my child. We used to go back and forth, right? And this whole thing was your parents gave their right, their ownership of being a parent away to somebody else. So they were cowards. And we used to go back and fucking forth with that whole mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> okay? And so at the yeah. end of the day, that is, that's, that's a reality we all have to look at and face as it relates to our parents, as it relates to us and our relationship with our parents, and as it relates to us with each other and how we raised and was there for each other and who we are today. So being real about that, but also being to a point now where we're bridging these generational gaps, where the fuck are we for our own? But we want to keep talking about what's being done to us. I'm not the one. I'm not a victim. So I'm here ready to take ownership and move forward. I can tell you a whole bunch of good things that Piney would look at. Who the fuck? Dude, it was meant for me to go there. When I tell you about my neighborhood in Chicago, y'all already know. I don't need to tell you. You fucking hear about it, but it's best to hear from me. <laughs> it's really best to hear from somebody from, from um, where we from. There's a balance. We got the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's take ownership for our shit. And how do we fix this? How do we turn it around? Whether it be through this alumni giving money back? Is there another way? Yeah, so that's where I am with it. Yeah. Man, listen, this has been great, man. Joy, you got to put another one together. You know, and how you treat people. You know what I'm saying? I think if, if if you just do that, no matter what your past experiences was, um, if you wasn't blessed to go to Piney Woods like we was, because what Piney Woods really did for us, it gave us an extended family and it let us see bigger versions and better versions of our own selves. And so for that, I'm always eternally grateful. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm eternally grateful for you, for you too, Joy. Um, I know you my whole fucking life. So, um, you know, uh, let's let's get some money together. You know what I'm saying? That's what I tell all my peoples. Let's figure out a way to get some bread. You know what I'm saying? I'm always, that's, what I, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to count the money. Let's get it. I'm always with that. And on that note, we out. Peace. Peace. Get up, get up, get up, get up. How can you not be a part of this conversation? Though the truth is, I do understand. But those of you, again, I reach out to alumni, present students of Piney Woods, especially faculty and staff. I'm currently waiting on the response of our president. Because there's a lot that has been said. And I think... If we are all about fixing and becoming accountable, again, we go back to those 15 commitments about becoming accountable for our our present and deliberate about creating our future. Then we come into the table with conversations like this. Now, you may not choose to speak with joy or be a part of true chat. Maybe this is too much for you or there are different platforms my thing is let's have the conversation in piney woods you all will be seeing me soon spirit is leading me there 
there was a lot that came up in this conversation that definitely need to be addressed. And as far as we may know it or see it, it has not, but maybe it has. And so to share insight on that or to build a better alumni and to build a better alumni and a team, a true team, a real team, not some old bullshit. We now know the players and the plays of the game. But then when you start to see the game changing like this, you start to see truth come out. And you start to understand statements like, again, what Kanye made, slavery being a choice. All right. We started asking a lot of the right questions. The numbers were being manipulated as far as going to universities and then the ones that are graduating. But we know this kind of culture to be true. Not from where we come from. But from what we have adapted as a people. And that's one of the things that I want to point attention to. I'm so glad that Omi came back to towards the end forever grateful. As much shit as we talk. And it's not shit because it's real. A lot of this, the things that we talk about is a, I guarantee you is the reason the school is not supported by its own. I'm one that's going to say it out loud. Umi is another one, though also making efforts to turn that around the best way we know how. Telling our stories, because through telling your story is relating to and with other people to come out and do the same thing to build on some real shit. Real teachers. Now we start to understand where we are placing our values Black people, people of color have always known where value come from. If we go back to our traditional religions or spiritual practices, that's why that's why I gave big ups to Cuba, because they made sure they kept their shit. They was not letting the West over to say to take that away. And that is what you can still see demonstrated in that culture, even when they come over here. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they some perfect motherfuckers, but they know a lot more of who they are. So when they maneuver and move through this world over here, same as like the Ethiopian Ethiopians and Africans and people that come to this country that already know who they are through their cultural practices. That's why the school shut that shit down. So now what we have to do is identify ours. Okay. We got to identify our practices and there are people like us that are we come back and fix this shit. Make sure you got the right person facilitating the conversation. I'm going to get parents to tell me who would they want raising their children? What is the best profession you feel like would be the best person to raise your child in your absence? That is we talk about dorm parents being parents. Okay. There's a reason why they have the name dorm parents. How important is that job now? How will you go out to start recruiting for the right dorm parents for these hundreds of students that's coming? With all the problems that their parents at home either can't, won't, or don't know how to deal with. 
This is our reality, people. Let's talk about that shit. Get mad with it and let it go because we all experience it. It's a part of what we all create. Now let's start becoming aware and acknowledging our creation of it so that we can flip the fucking script. No more blaming. I'm going to leave you all with the sixth commitment of the 15 commitments. I gave you, I read out to you all the fourth and fifth one. But the sixth one is real big for gatekeepers. And those of you all out there that know your title as a gatekeeper or your space or place as a gatekeeper, not only as, but that umbrella, you know this to be real. The commitment is, I commit to the masterful practice of integrity, including acknowledging all authentic feelings, expressions, and unarguable truths and keeping my agreements. It's opposite. I commit to living in incompletion by withholding my truth, denying my feelings, not keeping my agreements, and not taking 100% responsibility. Where we at? One of the things, uh, my pet peeves about black women, and this is was with me as I was growing up and something that after watching this movie, I had to devour, come to grips with, forgive and let go is that black women have a deflecting for the sake of safety, protection of one's true self, playing the dozens and joning and talking shit. It's a way of hiding and it was a way that we have we had to hide to protect ourselves. But we use that very weapon against each other, crippling us from doing the very thing which is protecting our communities. Black people, oppression is met with suppression. Repeats itself if it stays in that order. Remember who you are. Realize when OG women <laughs> like myself, women that's a fucking complete balance but chose to become more so... To acknowledge that I am a complete balance of feminine and masculine energy. Bringing both sides to the table at a place where we can meet and understand some shit. That's what we need to understand. But it seemed like other cultures get it. It was taken away from us and used as a weapon. But here's the, here's the catch to all of that. When you go deep. Into like cultural traditions and, and still in a lot of places you'll see and know <laughs> the truth about sexuality as well. And the things that I'm talking to you about, about this perfect balance between perfect balance of feminine and masculine energy, you saw demonstrated a lot in uh, Egyptian ideology, Egyptian pictures. Right. But we think and we go back to how it was used to empower. That's that masculine male, male dominant, 
male dominant, masculine into the male dominant figure way of dominating, controlling that industrial era. Understanding that and knowing what we moving into, let it go. Thank you all for being a part of this conversation. This has been the last part of the Piney Woods talk. I hope you enjoyed it. And I look forward to this resolution. Thank you to my sponsor and my monthly supporters. Thank you for keeping True Chat going. I am your host, Joy of Joyful Sounds, signing off and out. Peace. Thank you.